edition of Car Talk with Hope in Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn and I'll be your host. Okay, so before you switch to another podcast or another episode, please know this is not the quality of all my podcasts. Of all the podcasts you'll hear, it's not this airy, you know, like bad audio recording. I am traveling in my car, and I hope that there's no annoying clicks or sounds that sometimes really get picked up when you're recording, but I felt very pressed or pushed, whatever would be the best way to say that. I just felt that I wanted to bring to you what God just has done in my heart the last few days, and and I'm always asking to see him. I'm always asking that he will show me himself and his truth and, you know, how can I see you in this crazy world with people and things and cars and, and money and lack of money and, and, and sweat and, 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 and pounds on your body that you don't want and, and bills and, and terrible TV shows in addition to good things, but all the things that kind of trip us up. And he is always faithful. So knowing that, take a deep breath, sit with me for a second, and I'd love to share with you what's happened these past few days. First of all, I went to California for an event. We own a business, and it's just very important for at least once a quarter for myself or my husband and I to go to some sort of live event, whether that's a business training, whether that's some, even some sort of biblical training, whether that's something that, you know, is part, exactly part of our business or something that's completely outside our business. It just is so important to keep growing your mind. It's called personal development. But reading it every day or listening to it every day is one thing. Taking yourself out of the norm of your life and, and, and the discomfort of going, the costliness of going, the effort, the babysitters, you know, the, the fixing of the schedules of going to an event, there's something about it that not only makes you pay stronger attention, it allows you a minute to step outside of your world and your life and the hustle and bustle, and it allows you to just kind of plant yourself in that event. At least that's what happens with myself. I love going. I love, you know, planning the clothing. I love dressing up. I love no knowing who I'm going to see, and I like to get special, you know, binders and spirals and journals, and I have special pens I love. <laughs> By the way, if you ever get a note from me, just know it's, for, it's, it's given to you and sent with love, but I'm not known for my handwriting, or maybe I am. Point is, I need to write, and while only myself and maybe my husband and one other person in my life can truly, well, maybe Dominique, my niece, who's also our assistant, she can maybe read my handwriting, but there's something about writing it down. So I like to plan all those things I just mentioned out to go to this to an event. This event that I went to this past weekend was a success magazine, two-day live speakers event. Now, what this event basically was, the people that have been recognized in success magazine, the people that have been highlighted on the cover, the people that um, are in uh, the podcast, people that are on the live you know, CDs that they used to send with the magazines and the people in the articles, you know, a select few were handpicked for whatever reason to speak at this event. Now, 
I will tell you about the event in a minute, but building up to that event, it's in California, Southern California. I have friends in Southern California. We don't live there, but but I, I tell you, if, if we're not living in Texas, we will probably live there. Yes, we'll have a teeny tiny house, you know, because housing in Texas is slightly different, but I mean, of the people we know there, we love them. We love their work ethic. We love how much they love each other. I mean, all these friends that we know there have these amazing 20-plus-year marriages. They love Jesus. They are, you know, just bent for their kids, like bent right, you know. And they work so hard. And when I say work hard, I don't mean they're gone all the time. I mean, they really sacrifice the things that maybe they want right now for what they know will be better later. And it's seen kind of in the lives of all these people that I would see. And so... Going to this event, I made one, and yes, I'm turning left. I apologize for the clicking. I made a text to one of my dear friends who's also my mentor out there, and I said, hey, I think you're speaking <clears throat> at this success event. I may come out there. Do you think it's an event worthy to come to you know, and, and get a hotel and get a flight and take those you know, two and a half, three days from my family? Immediately, she's like, yes, but don't stay at the hotel. Stay with me. Oh, my gosh, stay. And I'm like, oh cool even better so much fun and then um i spoke to another friend and long story short i was going to stay two nights with this one friend and mentor that was a speaker at that event and another night with one of my other girlfriends that was going to the event so packing and going and getting you know someone else's house it's always a little uncomfortable but these people make nothing uncomfortable i learned from her she's the first person i believe in my whole life uh that really was like you you know, have potential for so much more. And while I always had great, you know, people in my life, my family, and, and I mean, even the first lady that ever said you should teach fitness, you should teach a quote unquote aerobics, because that's what it was called back in the day, y'all, with steps and scrunchy socks. Woo! I miss steps. Let's just, let's just, oh. And if you don't know what step aerobics is, will you please Google that for me? Like, it kind of hurts my heart. You're going to get really bad ones, but the point is, it was a really big deal for a while, and I loved it. It was my gateway drug. It was my entry level into fitness, and while it started with working out, it soon got into nutrition and then coaching and then, you know, understanding that so many of us eat well over what we should, not always just because we don't know better, many times because our hearts hurt, and many times because there's a God-sized hole in our lives that only he'll fit in. He's the only thing that matches it. So it began that journey. This lady named Micheline, and she's a friend. Yeah, she's a mentor. And yeah, she's a big to-do in you know, the fitness and business world. But what stands out to her and her husband to me the most is they're just amazing people that are going. I mean, they're always moving forward. They take other people's you know feelings into consideration. They're always giving gifts. They're always shouting other people out. You know, they're 100% there for their kids, but they're never just sitting back and let, letting things happen. They're always moving forward, always having a plan, always working on the next thing. And I happened to go visit them right when they were basically launching their new thing called 131. It was known as the diet beta test early on. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but as of right now, it's like September 10th, September 9th-ish. Um, and it's just getting launched. Well, it's this whole other way of looking at nutrition and what works with your body and why can some people eat pretty much whatever they want and never gain a pound and why are the rest of us, like, have one weekend with one, one, you know, one dinner 
and maybe one glass of wine and we wake up mon- Monday, we don't fit in our pants. You know, just the differences in how our body reacts to food and nutrition and the toxins and all the different things that, you know, may affect someone else, may not affect us. Point is, they're kind of getting launching that. So kind of went in right with that, got to see the whole behind the scenes. And, and truly, I'm just amazed at what all they do. And I don't mean what all they do because they're all busy. I don't have time. I have to do this, this. But all the things that they have sort of in the fire, but that they also have hired amazing people to help them with, they delegate, and everyone that is with them in their business feels the way I feel about them, which is we love them, we look up to them, they will help us in a heartbeat, and it's never always, you know, just about them, it's part of a movement, and, you know, I just love that, so that's what, you know, I came off of, two days of that, plus this success event where Shalene spoke, where um, Brandon Richard spoke, Dr. Amen. Oh my gosh, Dr. Amen's so amazing. Dr. Amen, Mel Robbins from the Five Second Rule, she spoke. Um, and a guy named John Gray. Now, a lot of other people spoke, and I'm not omitting anyone, but you don't want to go to an event, or if you've never been, you should go to an event like that. But it was really cool because the event was set up kind of differently than anything like that I'd seen before. Usually there's one main speaker and then maybe a couple of little speakers here and there. Or there's, you know, certain things you're trying to learn. They give you a booklet and then you go through stages of a book or of something they're trying to teach you. This particular event was basically an hour, 45 minutes to an hour given to each of these speakers. There was nine one, two, three, four, seven, I'm sorry, seven on the first day, and I believe six or seven on the second. Brendan Burchard was the only one that spoke twice. He's really great from stage. If you've ever seen him, if you haven't, please Google him. Oh, my God, he's so hysterical. He's so funny, and he gives a ton of stuff for free. If you ever get on his mailing list, I highly recommend him. Um, I mean, so do all these people, but he's just one. But if you don't know who he is, it's a great way to get to know him. Get to know me. Anyway, so... All these people are speaking, and, you know, your mind's getting blown, like, left and right, left and right, and you can kind of see everyone's point of view. You can kind of see, once these people speak, where they are. And, I mean, if you know anything about speaking at all, one of the first rules of thumb is you have to gain the trust and the like of your audience within, like, a first minute or two. I mean, like, that's, a t- that's tough to do. Sure, you can gain it over the course of an hour or maybe even eight hours if you've ever done anything that long, but this is, I mean, this is tough. These aren't fitness people necessarily in the crowd. Maybe they're business people. You know, maybe they're entrepreneurs. Maybe they're, you know, their manager made them come. They didn't even want to come. Well, I was there with Bells on because it was amazing. So we had like thirteen to 1,400 people in the audience and just speaker after speaker came in and spoke. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Brendan Bishgard spoke first. I actually had heard what he spoke about, and it's just amazing even the second and third time. Shalene spoke next, and it was basically about the things that you – need to do in order to move forward and how we typically many of us who are workaholics or we're doaholics so let's just say you don't get paid for what you do moms I was you it's like we're almost like martyrs sometimes I do everything I clean and I wash and I baby and I diaper and I shop and whatever and how sometimes we wear that as a badge it was only a particular only small part of what she spoke about but it was basically, you know, we can do great and huge things, but we have to take some things off our plate that anyone can do and then keep the things on our plate, you know, that only we can do. You've probably heard that before, but hers was 
you know, way better and thicker than that. But in general, that's what it was. But the third person blew my socks off. His name is John Gray. John Gray, like, like once he speaks for a while, you're like, I'm pretty sure that guy loves Jesus. You're like, I'm pretty sure that guy's funny. He was super funny. Um, he said that he don't, he's in like a green room with hummus and vegetables, which, of course, I'm like, look, everyone needs to be healthier. You know, stewardship isn't just about money. It's about our bodies and our lives, too. But anyway, that was really, really funny. But he spoke a little bit about Houston. He's from Houston. But he just spoke about owning up to what we do and that everything we do, whether the world thinks it's dumb or not, matters. And if we've made a promise, especially to God, if we if we are moving in a direction for a reason of huge purpose, we have to like bullnose through that no matter what anyone says, no matter what all the dumb people say or all the people that we feel matter, but they kind of make fun of us, but yet they're not doing anything in their lives. You know what I mean? He was so awesome. And then, of course, later on, I found out he's a pastor, hysterical, sweating like Whitney Houston under the bright lights. I mean, oh, my gosh, he was so funny. And he said Whitney Houston, so I can say that. <laughs> anyway, leave that, go hang out, go to lunch, and end up in Huntington Beach with my friend Molly. Oh, my God. I just really nothing special happened other than we were together and we laughed our tails off. We worked out. Um, we were by the beach. Anyway. I guess my whole big point that I want to share with you that's on my heart is two or three things. Number one, every time you get an option to do something that you want to do that you know will make you better, but your mind talks you out of it because it's too much trouble, it's going to be too uncomfortable, it might make your husband do more work than he's used to doing or your wife do more work than she's used to doing, maybe it will, you know, push you spend a little more money on something that will help you grow, I want you to do it. Stop saying no, because every time you say no, it's almost as if you take a step backwards. And I know this is a fact because that's what I did in my life. I kept saying no because it was too much money. No, how am I going to get someone to, you know, take care of my son? No, you know, that's, I would have to do too much work beforehand to make that happen. No, you know, and, and I, I kept hearing no so much, it made me sick to my stomach. And when I say no, I mean no in my own head. I'm like, I keep saying no, but then when I say no, my heart is like, I'm never changing. I'm not doing anything different. I've got to step out, and I don't care if anyone gets it. I've got to step out. I don't care if there's nobody around me in my life that's ever done what I'm trying to do. I need it for my own heart. I need it because there's something inside me that's not at peace with what I'm doing now. I feel like I could be doing more or something different. And for me, that was God speaking to my heart saying, there's something different with fitness for you. There's something more purposeful with not only fitness, but with all the struggles you've been through, all the stuff you've done with your weight gain, weight loss, and all the people that you could potentially reach for my glory. And while it didn't feel like that at the time, it just felt really uncomfortable. And I was like, God, people are making fun of me. Oh, you're working, you know, working out so much. And you're taking pictures of yourself working out. And you're talking to people about working. Like, like, you know, they wanted to throw up. But they didn't know what God had told me in my heart. You know, they didn't know, like, the big picture. The big picture is that this was stair steps to a bigger, different avenue for me. This is stair steps to a whole nother way of life that I believe God intended but because no one had ever seen it before or they had known me, you know, as who I was before, they didn't get it. And I want to just 
Put yourself in my story for a second. Who in your life do you feel says things to you about the things you want to do that you're like, I shouldn't, or God, you know, they, they make you start rethinking it. I want you to rebuke anything like that. Say in the name of Jesus, get behind me. And the things you're supposed to hear, you're going to hear, and everything else is going to fade in the background. Because if I had let all those other people say that, then I would never be able to come to the second and third part of my story, which is I would have never met these people that I just explained to you. They live 2,000 miles away from me. But I consider them my, some of my closest friends. I consider them sisters. And sitting in the car with one of them this weekend while we're driving to appointments and just running around, like I had to stop myself from crying a few times because I miss my sister so bad. And the fact that God has allowed me this friendship with these people that do not judge. They know my history. They know about Lee's cancer. They know about me being divorced. They, they know they like me when I'm 10 pounds overweight and 10, 10 pounds underweight. Real people. But I would never, never, never met them. And they would have never pushed me to do this business, to work harder, to go on those trips that were uncomfortable. They would have never pushed me to do all those certifications that seemed so dumb and weird at the time. And you think this will never do anything for me. But, oh, my gosh, Jesus so made those, used those to work for me. And they've used them so much. Or he's used them so much. Because I grew every time I did those certifications. Even if it was another fitness format, and I'm like, I'll never teach this. You have to understand that when you learn and you're hard-pressed and you're uncomfortable, one of two things happens. You either shrink back into the shadows or you get through it. And that's all we have to do, you guys, is get through it onto the next thing, onto the next day. And then we can sit back and calculate it all and go, oh, my gosh, look what's happened since X, Y, Z. And then I just want to finish with think how differently your lives, your purpose, how you feel about yourself. And how you walk around knowing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. How differently that feels, knowing that. And knowing that you did your best to move forward as opposed to walking around and living your life knowing you could have, but you just chose not to because it was too hard. And I hope this doesn't sting. I mean, it might sting a little. Maybe it's good if it stings a little. But I think back 15 years ago, which, by the way, my son right now is at his homecoming dinner and dance. He is that baby that I had that I gained 60 pounds with, that I had to find a way to lose weight, that I did some certifications not only to teach more, but, yes, I was trying to help myself lose weight, learn how to, to eat. And that baby who is now... At this homecoming dance that, by the way, I'm traveling to right at the moment after getting off the plane was the beginning of me being tired of not fulfilling what I believed was my purpose. Me being tired of not fulfilling, you know, the, the potential that my dad put in me, the potential that my mom had. I mean, I mean, it's God, but he gives you these parents and he gives you these talents or maybe your lack of talent for a reason. And it can work. So for the glory of God and for the good of yourself and your family. And you can reach so many people when you start when you start owning up to it and you stop being so selfish. My selfishness was completely in my fear. It was wrapped up in not people not making fun of me. It was wrapped up in me being safe. Ah, and safety 
We don't move there. There's a difference, I believe, in taking a chance and taking a risk. A chance is an opportunity. A risk would be like, I'm, I'm going to go gamble. And I'm going to put my house. That's a risk. Like, hello. And yeah, that was over the top example. But you know what I'm saying. But a chance, take a chance. A chance means I'm going to go talk to this person at this huge success event. And they don't know me. And they're kind of a big deal. Or they've done it really well in their business. I'm going to go and just talk to them real fast. That's take a chance. And I believe that with prayer and discernment, you can figure out which is which. But the question you have to ask yourself with all this, yes, you can have amazing people in your life. Yes, you could be living more in your purpose. Yes, you could be doing things and feeling better, not only about yourself, but about your confidence and your ability to help people. Your ability to let his glory and light shine through you in a huge way. And... You can use all those weird things about you to get there. <laughs> I love saying that, by the way, because everybody's like, oh, it's about your talent. It's not. Talent's overrated. It's almost about the things you're not good at because we fight more for those. Like we get pushed. We're more hard-pressed for those. It's almost like the things we don't want to have happen is what we fight harder against than the things we do. But you got to ask yourself, do I want my life to be different? Do I want more? And I don't mean more things or more, you know, appointments. I mean to live a higher quality of life, to live a life where you feel good and confident, like you're owning it, you're conquering something, that you feel, let me put it this way, this is a better example, where you feel you're living your purpose. And by the way, it doesn't have to look like anyone else. It doesn't have to look like your dad looked or your sister looks or who you see on TV or what you think a business person looks like. Just you know that you're doing and living your purpose. It won't be easy. It's going to take work. It's going to be hard. People are going to say crap. But that doesn't diminish the fact that you should do it. Gosh, I hope this helps you because I'm on fire right now. I'm on fire for the experience I had. I'm on fire for the people I saw speak. But I'm also just on fire for Jesus because without him, none of this would be possible. And the beauty behind it all is that he whispered sometime in my life, Mindy, it doesn't have to look like all these other Christians. It doesn't have to look like these people you've seen do it. It just has to look like you with my glory standing in front of you. And if you'll think about that in your life, get rid of any stereotype you have in your mind. You've got to dig into that Bible. You've got to read. You've got to let God's words speak to you. And you have to start living that out. And things are going to start to happen, you guys. And you're going to be so happy with who you are and what you've done while continuously seeking him and not be worried about what all those other people say or all those hurtful things. And I'm just, I'm just going to say it, that all those Christians have said to you, I've known Christians my whole life. And to be honest, a lot of the reasons people aren't Christians are because of Christians. And it's not because of you or me. It's because everyone sins. Everyone says mean, hateful, stupid things. We're all human. That's being human. But if you're a Christian, you see people lump up those things with them being a Christian. So then they think all Christians are like that. Well, you guys are all stupid. We all so fall. We fall so short. And we do dumb things. And, and I mean, like, think all the things you've done. Think all the things everyone's done. If you're a Christian, unfortunately, people lump it up with that. And they think, boom, I thought you were a Christian. A Christian does not make you perfect. It does not. You guys, I love you. 
I hope you understand what it is I'm trying to explain to you. I hope that this quality is good enough for you to listen and understand. But I got to go. I am the chaperone at the homecoming high school dance. And you should see my son's date. She is cute, cutie. But now I'm going to walk in with my game face on. Like I'm that mean mama that's like, don't you talk to my boy. You know what I mean? I got my hoops on and my wedges. My hair, hair up in a big old, big old poof. I'm on it. All right, you guys. Love you. Thank you for listening.